some people don't even want to kind of like reach out and be like, Oh, um, you know, Hey, what happened? Or, you know, did you decide to go somewhere else or what? Cause they don't really want to have that like official notice that you've been ghosted. Right. Yeah. That official <laughs> rejection of that like exactly. hard no, like, yeah. yes, we did not like you. We went with someone else. Right. Right. Like you really don't want to write that. And honestly, like that's, you know, some of the reasons why people get ghosted because they don't, the, the clients don't really want to say that either because um, mm-hmm. they they probably liked you or interested, but something didn't work. And I mean, and those are some of the things that, that we're going to talk about. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. My guest on the show today is Michelle Harris. She is a destination wedding photographer based in Washington, D.C., a business coach, speaker, and she hosts a fantastic group of hustling photographers. Today, she and I are talking about the three reasons why wedding photographers are getting ghosted and how you can fix them. So let's get into that conversation with Michelle Harris. Welcome to the podcast. Um, How how are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Great. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a nice, like, kind of like semi overcast day here in Texas, uh, which is, which is kind of nice. It breaks the heat a little bit, and I am totally good with that. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could say the same. I mean, it's it's pouring down raining here, but like, I, oh, yeah. I don't mind rain as long as I don't have to shoot. Um, and then yeah. even if I do, like, it, I mean, if it's a wedding, like, even if I do, like, I love the challenge of okay, it's raining, so I've got to figure out something that isn't you know, the obvious thing to do. So I love it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's cool. I always love those, um, like the, the obstacles <laughs> that pop up and then it's like, okay, now like my creative brain is just going overboard now trying to figure out how to shoot this to where it's not just like a couple under an umbrella. Right. Um, it's like what everyone does on a, on a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's cool. Okay. But yeah, well, Michelle, uh, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, for our topic today about, um, you know, why we're getting ghosted and how to fix that, how to stop that. Um, could you give us a little like background on you, where you're based, what you do, what you love photographing, all those things? Yeah, absolutely. So I am um, based in the D.C. area. I'm a destination wedding photographer and educator, speaker, all the things. Um, And I just love weddings. I love everything about weddings. I do other things for my clients, um, like, you know, maternity, family, that type of stuff. But other than that, if a new person comes in most of the time, I will refer them to someone who actually loves doing whatever that is. Um, But in my business, I call it client for life. So after your wedding, you get one free session every year for five years. And, um, that's how I keep in touch with my couples and do other things. But other than that, I'm always, always, always shooting a wedding. That's really cool. That's, I love that client for life thing 
because uh, yeah. I I also love just like getting to to keep up with my couples throughout mm-hmm. the years and like seeing their families grow and seeing them like grow and move. I just had one of my couples move to Dubai for work and I was just oh, like, man. that's cool. I'm going to come visit you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Whatever you need, you just let me know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's cool. Is that like built into your wedding packages that they get that one shoot yeah. a year? Nice. Yep. So it's built into my top two. So, you know, trying to push okay. yeah. up into the middle and the top. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. And that like builds on that relationship uh, focused uh, photography that I know that you are uh, very, very big on. Um, Absolutely. So, OK, well, that's that's awesome. Have you have you always been in D.C.? Is that like born and raised, started your business there and everything? Um, so, yeah, I started my business here. I uh, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but okay. um my whole life is a long story because I was adopted, but either way, I like, you know, from 10 years old on have lived in Northern Virginia. And, um, I used to be like insanely afraid of driving in DC. Mm. Um, I think it's because my mom wasn't afraid and she was like, I'm never driving up there. So I just put it in my head like, okay, well like that's just not a place to drive. Um, and then like when I started my business, and um, some people wanted to do shoots up there. I'm like, okay, Michelle, you don't have to do this. You have to do. This. And then I started falling in love with every single monument, every like everything about DC. And so I um, have just been here ever since. I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon, at least, because um, I, I just I love this area. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you know, y'all have like so many, like all the monuments, like you said, and just all the so many trees and what is it the cherry blossoms or whatever that is in the spring that just everyone flocks to um i I always see that like on my instagram every march or whenever that is and just everyone is all out there that's Uh, the funny part because that's the one time of the year that i stay clear right Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just not really my thing um and like I live in what's called Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is an hour from D- or like 50 minutes. It depends on when you're going. Yesterday right. I went, it took me 50 minutes to get there, an hour and a half to get back. Mm-hmm. So like it all just kind of depends. But I love that we have all four seasons here. So we, you know, I get all the fall and then I can get the cherry blossoms in the spring and the summer and all the different things. But um, specifically in Fredericksburg, I love it because I am an hour to an hour and a half away from four different airports. So as much as I'm not like in NDC, it works for me because every time I have to travel somewhere, I get to check Richmond, um, Dulles, um, Reagan and BWI. Like BWI yeah. is the farthest, but sometimes it saves me hundreds of dollars to oh, drive yeah. an extra an hour. <laughs> so, yep. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm literally, I figured out like all the ins and outs of traveling from here and shooting here and all the things. So I just, I love it. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Having like that, that home base of you've learned this, everything is good. You've got like systems down and all of mm-hmm. that. That is, that's really nice being able to be, um, in between major airports too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like right in the middle of Austin, Dallas, and Houston. So like okay. about, 
about an hour and a half, a little bit over an hour from Houston, two from Austin, and three from Dallas. And Oof, uh, three. yeah, yeah, three. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't like to fly out of <laughs> Dallas unless it's like saving me a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, I'll go. Yeah, uh, that's like Philly for me, but I'm still, I'm not driving to Philly. I'll just yeah. pay the extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hike. Because after oh, yeah. you travel, you the last thing you want to do is drive another couple hours home. Yeah, it's you're already oh, yeah. yeah, that that is the worst. Uh, that's I've I've flown out of Dallas so many times that like get home, it's delayed flights. I'm getting home at like 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. or getting to the airport at 9 p.m. and then I have a three-hour drive on top of that. And I'm just like, I just want to oh, be home. Man. I've been gone for days. This is not not what i want to do uh so yeah i i still check that price but i'm like yeah unless it's like really great savings um, right i'm i'm going somewhere else Uh, completely understandable (laughs) yeah yeah but um yeah so like just kind of like looking over the the past years in your business and everything has there been um either like a lesson or uh, advice or something that you have come across that really changed the way that you look at your business at relationships or or just life in general yeah so i mean i don't i can't figure out where i first heard it but i mean it's a, a pretty common saying but the saying of like whether you believe you can or you can't you're right um has been insanely valuable to me like all of a sudden once i realized like really if i really believe okay i can do this then i can get it done Mm. or at least get close and then i can try again um but like if i start out with something i'm like oh well i can't do that because of whatever made-up reasons i have in my mind then i'm right i can't because i'm not because oh, yeah. if you don't believe it doesn't matter how many people around you believe or don't believe if you don't believe it then it's it's not true and so i mean it's as simple as like when I, I started my business in like 2015 and then i started my associate team in 2017 and most people would be like um you're just like figuring out how to use your own camera you know two years in or how to really build your business two years in and be like, oh, don't you think it's a little soon? Or, you know, people will say all types of things. Oh, but yeah. I was like, no, like, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And, and, and that's that. So, um, you know, anytime you believe something, then you can do it. Oh, yeah. I love that. That is like that. The power of positivity and like those telling yourself and speaking that that positivity into your into your life and into your mind. Like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And like you said, like if if you don't, if you fail, like it's it's never a failure. It's it's a lesson. And like you learn from it and then you can go do it again um, right. or you find out. Yeah, I actually didn't want to do this. And, uh, and right. now, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're going to learn from it either way. Uh, yep. uh, and I, I love that because I had people telling me like whenever I wanted to start teaching and uh, doing mentor mentorships and like start this podcast and all that. And we were like, yeah, but like. Like you don't have like a big following. You don't have like you haven't like spoken at conferences and stuff like who's why would you why would you be teaching? And mm-hmm. um, and and for like half a second, I listened to that and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. why? Why would people listen to me? And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Like if one person 
can can learn from this that's that's amazing uh and yeah uh, i love i love that that mindset and just uh that that way of of thinking and uh and speaking to yourself Uh, i think that's really a really powerful thing to keep in mind into today's topic um getting ghosted how to stop that how to fix that i know you got lots of tips for this um uh, and i think Correct me if I'm wrong. You have, uh, don't you have like a, a, a course on um, uh, how to stop getting ghosted or like a mini course or something? Yeah. So, I mean, I just have like a, like a, a mini masterclass because it's, it's okay. literally only like 12 minutes. Um, most of the things that I teach are like how to do things quickly are um, like, you know, if you're in a, you don't have a lot of time, how to get it, how to get it done and how to navigate through things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I try to make my educational things, even the free things, short. Um, Because I know I'll look at things and be like, oh, God, okay, hour. I hope this hour is worth me, you know, sitting here for this hour. If it's 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I'll listen or whatever. Even podcasts, like, you know, I love podcasts. But I know that if I'm doing something like editing quick and I'm like, okay, I got like 20 minutes, I don't want to put on a podcast that's going to be an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. When I have time. So I have that. uh, available like a 12 minute really really quick run through the things available yeah and I, I I've I've gone through that uh, that mini master class and it was it was great uh, and I loved that it was really concise in like 12 minutes like yes. and, and that <laughs> like you were saying like that there was no big like oh man this is an hour and a half thing mm-hmm. I don't know like what if I don't get anything out of this and then I've wasted like half of my day that I could have been working and yeah. uh and yeah it was, it was a good 12 minutes time. no absolutely <laughs> no. not and then after those 12 minutes I was like this is so worth it like this would have been Yay. like I could have done this for an hour and a half um so I'm excited to to like dive into that uh today but um so like for for ghosting like what is uh, first of all what is what is ghosting i'm I'm sure most people know what uh getting ghosted is but just kind of like take us through what that means for anyone who's like i don't even know what that means like (laughs) right like what even is that Uh, so i mean it's when you are getting inquiries and you are getting excited you you look look through everything you're available for the wedding date and you either you send an email back with like your pricing or whatever it is that your workflow is and then you hear nothing back from them ever again there's like nothing even sometimes you will um you'll get an inquiry and you'll talk to them even on the phone or you know have a couple back and forth emails and then nothing and it like there's nothing worse than that because you have no idea some people don't even want to kind of like reach out and be like oh um you know hey what happened or you know did you decide to go somewhere else or what because they don't really want to have that like official notice that you've been ghosted. Right. Yeah, that official rejection of that like exactly. hard no. Like, right. yes, we did not like you. We went with someone else. Right, right. Like, you really don't want to write that. And honestly, like, that's, you know, some of the reasons why people get ghosted because they don't, the the clients don't really want to say that either because um, mm-hmm. they, they probably liked you or interested, but something didn't work. And I mean, and those are some of the things that that we're going to talk about. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? 
and they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. I know we're going to go through like reasons of why, um, like some main reasons why you might be getting ghosted. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're like listening to this and you're like, um, yes, Michelle, that is exactly what's going on. Like I send out all this stuff and then it's just crickets and I've got this empty inbox and like, I can see on my CRM, they read it, they opened it up, they looked at the PDF. I can see they clicked on something and then nothing. Um, what's, What's one of the reasons why that might be happening? All right. So the first reason why is that people are not pre-qualifying their leads. So they're getting a whole bunch of leads and say that you are, um, you you get 10 and then only six of them actually book. You're only thinking about how like those other four, like, I wonder what happened, but it would have been better off if you had only gotten those six and book those six. Mm. Um, and the reason why they get to your inquiry box or your inbox, um, without being pre-qualified is because you don't have the starting price of your wedding collections above your contact form. So it doesn't matter where else you have it on your website, where else you may have posted it somewhere. It's really, really, really important to have it above your contact form so that nobody fills it out if they can't afford you. Yeah. Because that that's what ends up happening. They fill it out because they have, they don't really know. Maybe they didn't take time to go to your experience page where you have it hidden somewhere, like right at the bottom, top, wherever. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then they get to you and they're like, oh, actually, I can't afford it. They don't want to admit that they can't afford it. It's, it's no different than any, anywhere you go to a store to go grab something or whatever it is. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, like, I can't afford this. I'm going to put it back. Even if you're at Walmart and you can't afford it, you're just going to tell the attendant, like, I decided I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah. I can afford this. <laughs> because it makes people uncomfortable. It's not something that people want to do. So if you don't have it right above the contact form, then they're going to fill it out and you're going to have to see what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially like the the couples that are just they're good. They've got like 10, 12 different tabs open. They're just like contact, boom, copy, paste, send this off. And they're not really looking at everything. They're just like, I like your photos. Let's let's get some pricing information or something. And then you come back. They're like, oh, no, we were looking for like a twelve hundred dollar photographer. Right. And, and we're, uh, and, and it is like that because I can see on their, on their side, like you were saying, like at the store where you don't want to like admit, 
oh well that's out of my price range because that feel it doesn't feel good it doesn't uh, feel good you know, it never feels good no i remember like car shopping we got in a fender bender or i guess it was more than a fender bender it totaled our car we're all okay now <laughs> it's not fender bender. It's not a fender bender. yeah it, it it bent our fender but it totaled uh it totaled everything underneath um oh man but um but it's good we we went through the chiropractor we got all like adjusted we're you know 90 percent uh, but, but last year like we had to go through and buy a new car and i remember going to different websites and things and like seeing uh seeing pictures of cars and be like that looks like a great one that's gonna fit all of our kids in there this is gonna be good and then i see the price i'm like that is that is out of our price range i'm i'm like not even gonna mm-hmm. not even gonna inquire so like having that price above your uh your contact form is a great way like you're uh what was it uh, pre-qualifying those yep. leads to where the people who aren't in your budget uh not in that range you mm-hmm. you don't have to waste their time and you're not wasting your time with getting that lead going through setting up a discovery call all those things to only find out like mm-hmm. oh yeah they're just gonna ghost you because you're out of the range exactly Exactly. So, I mean, that okay. that's the number one reason that people think like, oh, well, I have a pricing section or something on their website or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, but they may not have gone there. Like you said, they have a whole bunch of tabs open. You're not the only person that they have inquired, most likely. Uh, even if they have a planner, their planner like gives them a list of their preferred vendors. They're still going to go through that list. So... You got to make sure that you have that on there. Um, And it's also really important for you to make every inquiry go through your contact form too, because some people will have it on their contact form, but people will inquire via Instagram and you'll have full blown conversations from there. Like, oh, just give me your email or something like that. I don't do that. Anybody who wants to inquire about anything, I don't care what it is. I send them a link to the contact form. Even if we like, we talk about some things. Okay. Yeah. I am available for your date, like slight things. Okay, great. To get all the rest of the information, fill out this form. Now, if you send that link and you've been talking to them and they don't fill it out, it's because ultimately they still couldn't afford you. Yeah. They can talk to you in the DMS all day. about How excited they are, how much they love your work and all these other things. Oh my gosh, you're available for my date. But if they get to that contact form and it says, you know, collections start here and they can't do it, they're not going to fill it out. And they're not going to say anything else because no. they're not going to want to have that feeling and say, oh, actually, I, you know, I can't afford you, blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I remember whenever I was taking leads from all over from Instagram DMs and Facebook messages and just like people commenting on like my Google uh, front storefront. And oh. yeah. And I was like, this is because things were like falling through the cracks where yeah. people were like, hey, are you still available on my date? I'm like, oh, no, sorry. That was like two months ago that we were chatting on Instagram. And I, right. I forgot because it, it, it was all over and like sending them to your contact form. Now you've got everything all in the same place. Um, it's so and, important. 
and you're qualifying them by seeing that pricing, um, mm -hmm. which I do not have my pricing above my contact form. I need to go in there oh. and like add that today. <laughs> I'm like taking notes over here. Like, okay, as soon as Michelle and I are finished here, I need to update my website. Uh, so yeah. let's see what other, what other notes I need to take. Um, yeah. so, so pre-qualifying, um, uh, with your contact form, what are, what are some other reasons why, you know, maybe you're getting, uh, too many leads. So the other, the second one would be not getting them on the phone. Mm, and mm. I think it's insanely important because we are like living this super fast digital world and everyone wants their information immediately, all the different things. Um, as soon as I get an inquiry, if I'm not doing anything, or I might even be like driving, or if I'm not doing anything where I can't just talk on the phone, I call them immediately. And some people are like, oh gosh, like, why would you do that? They just sent something on the internet. Well, one, that was the only choice they had. So that's the only choice I gave them. Yeah. Um, but two, if they answer and it's not a good time, it's still fine. Cause you say, Hey, you know, I'm Michelle from M here studios. I got your, your email. Like, do you have a couple seconds to talk to her? Like, Oh no. Like I sent that on my lunch break, but I'm, I'm, you know, headed back into work. You just say, Oh, okay, no problem. I'll go ahead and send you an email, you know, look out for that. It'll have some more information. They'll say, okay, great. They'll still remember that you called them, yeah. that you, you talked to them. Like you spoke, like you were a real person. So no matter how many other tabs they had open when they sent that inquiry, if you're the one who picks up the phone and, and even attempts to help them with their problem, cause that's mm -hmm. what we do. We solve problems. They, they need this and we can give it to them. <laughs> so if you even tried to help them, they're going to remember that. And you're going to be at the top of their mind over everyone else who they then sent the same inquiry and got the same exact email back. Yeah. That um, same that. automated, like, Hey, I'll get back to you in 48 hours. Um, oh, you know, God. here's, here's a link to my latest blog post. Go check that out. <sighs> There's nothing I hate more than automated anything. Oh, like, me too. I don't, I don't, I don't need confirmation. When I press submit and it says like, thank you or whatever, that's enough confirmation. I don't need mm -hmm. anything further. Um, getting, getting something back and it not being what you expected is worse to me than yeah. just responding Same. in 24 hours. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I, I already know, they know when they fill out that contact form, you're going to get back to them within right. 48 hours they're they're expecting that like we right. like you said we're living in a fast digital age now you people are not waiting a week and if you are no. waiting a week stop it like right. get, get on the ball like get back to your people um because they're right. moving on to someone else who got back to them in that first 24 or 48 hours or like michelle just called them right away um because that's that's gonna that's gonna make a difference like if i'm calling or like filling out forms to go you know get whatever, I don't know, landscapers or something. Our yard is very uh, shaggy right now. Like if I'm looking for different landscapers, I'm calling or filling out forms online. And then one of them calls mm -hmm. me back. I'm like, cool. Yeah, let's go with you. Like exactly. you're showing initiative. Like I want, I want to work with you. You seem like you're on top of it and I'm not right. going to be waiting around like, Hey, you were supposed to be here Thursday to mow. And now exactly. it's Saturday and you know, we got snakes running around in our, our jungle of a backyard. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Snakes are in jungles. Yeah. Yeah. There is a snake in jungle book. Remember that? <laughs> there is a snake in jungle book. There, I'm sure yeah. there are snakes for everywhere. There's, There's different yeah, they're, kinds they're, everywhere. They're all <laughs> well, over I think the place. Like Antarctica or something. I don't think they live there. Probably not. 
I don't know. Yeah, because they don't they don't do well in, in cold temperatures no. unless there's like some crazy ice snake. And then cool. Antarctica is <laughs> off my list now. I'm not going there. <laughs> Wait, so. it had to be a snake that made it off the list. It could have been, you know, oh, any no. dangerous animal. There's I know there's like huge polar bears and stuff there, too. But yeah. But they just like they look soft and like with the white fur and stuff. But yeah, I don't, I'm not getting close to any bears. Uh, no, uh, no. You need to watch some like planet documentaries because polar bears are not nice. Um, they are animals. not nice. No. Yeah. Most of the time, that white fur is stained red. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it is. Yeah. I love those. Those man. Those like uh, Earth documentaries. There's one mm-hmm. that we've been watching with the kids called Wild Babies. Um, it is oh, not is not gruesome. It does not show you know baby lions taking down baby gazelles, um, yeah. but it's just like a bunch of cute little animals. I'm like, this is cool. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, exactly, exactly. Okay, so um, so yeah, All right, well, <laughs> yes, back to back to calls. Okay, so yes. yes. Yes, call, get get that one-on-one, that voice to your connection lead. as mm-hmm. soon as possible. And, and if you can't, I make it the next step. So say they didn't answer or, you know, uh, whatever, and I end up sending them the email. Uh, in the email, it gives them, hey, this is the next step. Like, I love to talk to my couples on the phone. Here is a link for you to schedule a call time. So you have to make it easy as well, because in the time where you can go back and forth about, oh, were you available Thursday at this time or, you know, whatever, whatever, they could book someone else. So um, I recommend using a system like Calendly or um, there's other ones, I think. Um, Yeah, there's like I can't can't think that's the only one I use. Acuity or something. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. I see that one a lot on like uh, like setting up like automations and like Zapier stuff. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that uh, I would forget how to type that out if I'm like telling somewhere someone my link uh, and I don't have like a quick copy and paste uh, shortcut. But yeah, Calendly is great, and I know some uh, some CRMs are now having scheduling uh, included in the whole thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, I think for sure, I think HoneyBook has that option. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been using Calendly for so long and have so many different calendars for different things that yeah. I'm so integrated and I still use that. But I mean, it doesn't matter what you use. However, you can um, make it really, really easy for them to schedule an, an available time that works for you and them without going back and forth in emails. That's what's most important. Yeah. Um, I love Calendly because it puts it directly into my calendar as well. So like, you know, send you an email and says, Hey, this person signed up for this. And then, um, also put it in my, um, Google calendar, which works great. Mm-hmm. And you can ask questions, uh, for them to, to fill out, um, as they do that as well, which you, I, mean, I only do it like a couple questions, but, uh, one of them is, oh, like on a scale of one to 10, you know, how, um, how interested in, are you in actually booking me for your wedding? And that number is really, really important. And it like, it helps you realize like where they're at and I mean, anything over like a six, all you have to do is just not mess it up. Like right, you yeah, just, just, just show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, like you just gotta, you just gotta be there. Just get on the phone. Um, 
under that, I mean, you should still do the same thing regardless, but you may have a little bit more competition is all, but, Mm -hmm. um, I have them fill that type of stuff out and even their, their wedding date and things again, just so that it's in my calendar, which is also in my phone. So that I don't have to go into my email and be like, who is this person again? And when are they getting married? Like it's in my phone and my calendar. So it makes it super, super easy. Um, but getting on the phone with them and then immediately just asking questions about them and like you can ask them about their wedding and 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 them as well but like you have to like get to know them before you start talking about your prices and what you can do for them um i would hope that you would want to create a genuine connection with your clients and this is the easiest fastest way and people like to talk about themselves and um brides in particular love to talk about their wedding everything they're planning because their friends are over it like yep even if they are still listening, they're just like, oh my God, here she comes talking about our wedding again. Like, uh-huh. but if like, oh yeah, tell me all the things. She's like, oh yes, and I did plan this and I had this and I had this or whatever, or I need help, you know, finding someone who does this, whatever it is, just getting on and just asking questions about them. And then you can say, what questions do you have for me? And that question is really big. If you say, do you have any questions it makes people think, oh, okay, let me go find one. Right. But if you say, what questions do you have for me? That makes them, you know, think, oh, did I have any questions? Let me look. Um, no, most of the time that, that ends up being the answer. And I'm talking about that at the end of the phone call, not obviously. Yeah. Hello, do you have questions? Do you have questions for me? <laughs> um, but like when I get on the phone, I ask them all the things about themselves and then Um, I walk them through my price guide and I show them exactly, you know, what's included, how everything works. And I just literally just walk them through it. And at the end of that is when I ask, you know, what questions do you have for me? Mm. Um, and that will get them thinking and get them making decisions. I say, okay, do you know which collection would be best for your day? Uh, and they, that puts them on the spot and they say, oh, uh, I think this one. And I say, okay, all right, great. Well, what I can do for you is I will go ahead and make a proposal, which I use HoneyBook, and um, I'll be able to send everything electronically. So you can view exactly how everything would work, what's included, uh, when the payments would be due, and you two can sit down together and review the contract electronically. And if you have any questions, then you can just respond back to that email. But um, if you don't, you can go ahead and sign electronically and pay the retainer right there. So it's made really, really easy. Would that work for you? I say, okay, yeah, great. So then we get off the phone and I send that as soon as possible. And then like if they haven't done anything in like 48 hours, I don't let them get to three days. I send them another email and say, hey, you know, just checking in. Did you have any questions? Are you ready to save your date? And that's it. Now they don't respond to that. I don't keep beating them down. I know there are people who like send more emails and things like that. But mm-hmm. like after you get off the phone with someone and you actually see that they did look at the proposal and you followed up after two days, then I've done everything I can do. <laughs> like right. I, I, I pre-qualified them <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they know what my pricing is. Um, and then I've talked to them, went over all the options. Um, there's a, a part in my, um, I have a, a phone script, exactly what to say, what not to say, when to say it, all the things. Um, there's a part where I go over a specific part of the wedding day that gives, that shows that you're an authority figure, that you know what you're doing. Uh, walk mm-hmm. through this whole thing. 
And then after that, then if I get ghosted, I'm like, okay, then it just wasn't meant for for me. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're no longer up. that like six. They're no longer that six or above. They're right, they're, right, they're not. Right. Yeah, either the pricing yeah. or the style, or maybe they're like, yeah, you know, but Michelle and I were like, we just didn't didn't quite mesh, uh, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Like if if they're if you go through a discovery call and talk to them, and then find out you don't really mesh, that's mm-hmm. that's probably a good thing that they're going with someone else because that's just. I've had those wedding days where we did not mesh, but I hired the, or they hired me anyway, and I took their money anyway. And then the wedding day comes and I'm just like, yeah, this is, we are, we are not on the same page. This is a struggle. And I got eight more hours of this. Um, is is not fun. You're, you're saving yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I used to like beat them down and just like send email after email. Like, Hey, haven't heard from you this week. You know, here's here's like a free guide to something like come come talk to me. And yeah, it's you do what you can and be like, like, uh, I mean, everything that you've walked through so far is just like providing uh, providing education of Mm -hmm. like what it looks like and uh, just providing a lot of uh, knowledge and value to them. And and then if 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 they're ghosting you after that, they're just they're not a good fit it's just not a good fit and so like i don't stress myself out um at that point about it because i'm like well if if they they wanted to book then then they would have and it's really that simple but um a lot of things that um photographers are missing in between there is that their pricing is off um or it makes it really really difficult to Mm decide because there's so many options on top of all the options that they're looking at from the other photographers that they've inquired with as well. Um, so pricing is like the third reason as to why people get ghosted. And it's not because of the amount of it. It's more of like a lot of little things that just distract from the, from the pricing or or make it more difficult. Some people even have like a la carte everything. So I got to go grab this and add this together. Okay. Get my calculator. Like it's, it's too much. Um, so there's, I have a lot of different things that I say don't do in your pricing. Um, but for the sake of time for today, I have narrowed it down to five different things that are really, really important. Um, the first one is to make sure that you have an all collections include section. So if you have, you know, three or four collections, if there's something that is included in all of them, then you have to do an all collections include section. So it can be as simple as just like the gallery. Yes. Everyone gets a gallery. Um, do you always have a second shooter? Make sure you list that. Um, does everyone get the same size album and then they'd have to upgrade or whatever? Whatever it is that's in all of them, put it first before going over the collections. So that will simplify your list of collections. So mm-hmm. at the top, if you have these three things, okay, boom, no matter which one I get, especially for me, it is you know an online gallery and the um, a second professional photographer. So and that's how I put it. Yes, we call them second shooters, but I call them in client-facing situations, second professional photographer, because that adds a little extra value to, you know, what you're giving them. Yeah, you're not just, like, grabbing someone off Craigslist or, like, a Facebook group and, like, I've never worked with you before. I have no idea what 
what quality images you take, but you are a yep. second photographer. He's a second shooter here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has yep. a camera. <laughs> second <Yep>. shooter here. <laughs> so I, I always um, have a second photographer. That's just me. I, I would rather do mm, it would be bad if you just it just be by myself i just it's, get really yeah. sad <laughs> i can do yeah, it it's i can do the wedding right. by myself <laughs> i just don't it's want just, to. it's not as fun it's always more fun <laughs> having someone there and like y'all can riff off each other and especially yeah. if it's someone that you've worked with over and over like you start to know you'd like oh michelle's gonna go over here i'm gonna go this angle and exactly. like y'all are working with each other and just like mm, uh-huh exactly. yeah this yeah, is, this my is, second this is they're like, okay, if we don't get her some water soon, she'll let herself pass out. <laughs> <laughs> like they already know exactly what, oh, what yeah. to go get and when. <laughs> so whatever you have that's in all of them, put it in the top. And some people look at their collections. They're like, well, then there's barely anything else in them. And they think that that's a problem. So, oh, let me add in three prints, uh, you know, three eight by tens and uh, this and that just to make the bigger one look bigger when Mm. the biggest one needs to have the most value in it, not just stuff, just to make it look bigger. It's okay, And it's really okay if your bottom one looks like it has absolutely nothing in it. But like, right. You're just like one line. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay because you don't really want them to get that anyway. And then you make your middle one, the one that has what most people want, which I mean, to me is like eight hours and engagement session in a small album. That's pretty much what most people want. And then so you can guide them there because it's all right that the the smallest one looks as little as it is because don't don't get that. You don't you don't want them to book that one anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then just give the all the upgraded things in the top one. It can be the same things that's in the middle one, but it can be more hours, bigger album, nicer engagement session, whatever it is. Do that. Don't just put a whole bunch of stuff in the top one just to mm. do it. Yeah, this uh, one has drone coverage and this one, you know, free travel anywhere in the United States and yes. yeah, all, all the extra stuff. It's it's just a bunch of fluff and then they're probably not going to book that one because it's just packed full it's just a lot of stuff they're like i don't need this or this or that no like for what (laughs) what's the point and no no one's ever booked a wedding package and be like oh well i went with this one because it has three eight by tens in it (laughs) like like when people be put like it don't even matter if it's a 20 by 30 whatever it is they're not gonna like book you because of these prints that you put in here to to fluff this up it's just no. not gonna happen no. uh like even if it's the exact same price in between two they'd be like um they're still gonna go with the person that they feel most comfortable with to shoot their wedding mm-hmm. it's really that simple oh, so yeah. all collections include section very very important um complimentary engagement sessions is something that really really sparks a nerve with me mm-hmm. because same <laughs> nothing else on your price guide says complimentary how come the album that's included doesn't say it's complimentary oh because yeah. you're fine with telling them oh if you take this out it takes this much money out that's really the reason complimentary as that word is only there so that you can avoid the hard conversation which i mean it's not really that hard but they look at it as hard um, of saying no you cannot take the engagement session out that's my answer if someone asked me oh well, i already had an engagement session um and i see that you have them in all of them can what happens if i remove this 
Well, um, actually that's not an option. And the reason it's not an option is, and you just go into that. So the most important reason is that I don't care who you had an engagement session with. You didn't have an engagement session with me. Uh, uh-huh. And I explained that it's important for me to meet you physically before your wedding day. It's important for me to teach you my posing so that you already have an idea of what we're going to be doing on your wedding day. And you're not like learning something completely new on your wedding day. I don't want to find out if you have a good side or a bad side, or, you know, you want to hide this or whatever the case may be on your wedding day. I want to already know these things beforehand. So to me, it's insanely important for us to get together and do this, um, do this engagement session before your wedding. Now, if their response to that is, uh, still don't need that. I'm not the photographer for you. And you shouldn't want anyone who would want to go into their wedding like that. Now there are exceptions where if they're military and stationed across the world from each other, they're not going to be together before the wedding, blah, 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 blah. Right. Then you can yeah. have that conversation. Uh, but so what if you take a couple hundred dollars out of your package it literally does save you that much money. Like you don't have to drive, you don't have to plan it out, you don't have to edit anything. So just know that, all right, well, this is how much these cost outside of the package. And you can even say, well, they're discounted inside. They're not going to do the calculation. So say your engagement sessions, I don't know, 300 and you really only want to take 200 off the, the package, you can do that if you've made them correctly. Uh, so you can just mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, you know, when I put these all together, the engagement session is discounted. So it would only remove this much and they're like, okay, all right, that works. But nothing about your business is complimentary. Absolutely nothing. Have a price on everything. If you want to give them something, then they will appreciate that gift even more knowing that it has a price attached to it. Mm-hmm. Say, Oh, well, that one doesn't have an engagement session, but you know, the other two have complimentary engagement sessions. Okay. But I'll go ahead and give you one too. Okay. So you're giving me something that you're giving for free for the other one. Like if you don't have a value, then they can't value it (laughs) at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's just, everyone gets this, it's, it's included, you know, complimentary, this, you're like, you're reducing that value to where they're not valuing the engagement session. They're like, it's just a free engagement session that our photographer does. Yeah. It's just included. So we're going to show up, you know, we might get a couple good photos out of it, but you know, they're not yeah. putting any effort into it. They're not thinking like, Oh, this is going to be amazing because like they're, mm-hmm. they're seeing the value because you've already devalued it for them by exactly. saying, Hey, this is a free, you know, you know, you get like, uh, uh, a handbag that uh, like has a free little like clutch thing inside. It's like, mm-hmm. I wanted the handbag and I got this free clutch. I don't really need the clutch. Uh, but if you were like, Oh, this comes as a set. Mm-hmm. And now look, now. I can, I can wear this, but whenever I'm going to this place, like I, I'm not going to, you know, deal with straps and stuff. I'm just going to take this one and it matches. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's much more value. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. Exactly. My, like my, my number one, like example of that is like, if you go to like a party and mm-hmm. someone just hands you a glass of champagne, you're like, Oh, it's free champagne. You just drink it. You don't, it doesn't make any difference to your life. Yeah. But if you walked in and you saw like the most expensive champagne bottles everywhere, you're like, Oh my goodness, this is this type of champagne. Oh, Oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take one. 
then you will appreciate that same glass of champagne more because you knew the value of it. Mm -hmm. That's really important. So that's all collections include section and um, no complimentary engagement sessions. Um, Another thing that I I don't believe this reason why you get ghosted per se, but I just think it's really important um, is to not offer things that you don't want to do. If you don't like doing them, don't offer them. If you don't like doing, um, let's see, uh, bridal sessions, because I personally hate, I hate bridal sessions. Like <laughs> you, you want to go get all glammed up, uh, something like what's going to, you know, what you're going to look like on your wedding day for me to take these pictures. I can't show anybody until no. the day that I do your wedding. And then I already have those pictures because I took them that day and you may look a little different. You never really know. Um, And like for just to have a picture printed of yourself at the wedding, looking like they can see you look in real life. Yeah. But that's just me. But I know it's a real Southern thing and people love it. It's a very Southern thing. Yeah. Fine. (laughs) Do it. And if you like doing it, have at it. But if you don't like doing that, you don't like doing boudoir, people just add stuff just because they're like, oh, well, I think people will like you know, for us to do these things, whatever it is that you're offering and you're like, Oh, this is the last thing I want to offer. Stop doing it because there should be no part in the business that you created because of what you love to do that someone gives you money for it. And you're like, Oh gosh. All right. Well, she just paid me $500, but, um, I guess I got to go do this bridal session. Why are you doing that to yourself? That just brings the energy down in your business, how you feel completely down to only do the things that you love to do yeah if you hate doing like photo booths and having to lug all the gear and all those props and like hiring someone else to be there and like man the station like stop offering them like i have i used to offer those i mean that's how i started this business was like it was a photo booth business and then people asked me to shoot their wedding i was like yeah i'd do that too uh, <laughs> but like i i have severely scaled down how like, i i hardly have anything on my website now about mm. photo booths because i don't i don't really like them that's a lot of extra work and not a lot of money mm. and you know i would much rather be like hey my friend jimmy He's got an amazing booth. It's really cool. It's like a 360 booth. Yep. Like, go talk to him. We work really well together. And, you know, something like that, where I'm also yep. helping out my fellow vendors, too. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Stop doing the things that you don't like. Like, this is your business. Do what you want. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I feel like that. that's one of the, the first uh, ways to, like, niche down is to find people to refer mm-hmm. to for the things that you don't want to do because then at least like when you're telling them like oh you know i I don't actually do this or whatever it is um you'll feel better about it because you know that you are sending them to people who love doing that and so that that is still you providing value for these clients even though you're not physically doing it Uh, because if you put your name on something it, it goes well great if it doesn't yeah well they're still gonna look at you like you told me to go to this person <laughs> to yeah. do this oh, so yeah. if, you, if you know you have good people on your list you'll feel better about you know telling them where to go exactly yeah okay awesome all right okay so don't offer things you don't want to do um another big big thing uh with pricing is to not have 99s in your pricing 
Like some people are like, oh yeah, uh, I'm $29.99. Well, your service is not a discount right. service. And that, that's what that is. That's what 99s are. The, the point of it is to try to convince yourself that you're, you know, that it's a lot cheaper than 3000 mm-hmm. it, it, it does. It looks a lot cheaper, but it looks cheap. And yeah. $3,000 is, is not a little amount of money. I know like when people, we get up here and we start charging a lot more and you look like, oh, it's just $3,000, but that's a lot of money for people to pay. And like at that point, like you, you really are beginning to get into the luxury service area. So 99s are, are no good, no matter what you're doing. No, don't do 99. It, it makes me think of like Walmart rollback prices mm-hmm. type deal where it's like, this is, this is a commodity. This is discount. This is cheap, like probably mm-hmm. not well made. I'm probably going to need to go buy this again in six months. Mm. And like, you don't want people associating that cheapness with mm-hmm. your brand uh, when you are not cheap. Right. Uh, exactly. So. Yeah. At all. Either double zeros or three zeros. If you think that someone's going to go with you because you start at twenty nine ninety nine, as opposed to someone who starts at 3000 when they're looking for a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. you're crazy. Like that's just no. not, it's just not how it works at all. Oh yeah. Um, so definitely. I mean, and even like 75 is random numbers are just not necessary. Don't make them have to figure out how to add things together and like, oh, 75. And some people are like, oh, what's taxes? Well, round up. If it ended up at 72, but offering 3272 is not going to make it feel a lot cheaper than 3300. No. Just do thirty three hundred. That's that's where you're on your way to. Yeah, it's like thirty three hundred taxes included. You're not going to pay a penny more than this. And they're like, cool. I don't have to think about sales tax, state tax, anything. Like, you already told me this is my final number, um, which I'm a a huge advocate for having taxes included in your prices. Because I I don't want to. Because whenever you're dealing with thousands and thousands of dollars, Mm -hmm. you're like, here you go. $4,500 $4,500 and then they come back and they get the invoice and it's like 5200 or I don't know, whatever taxes. Yeah, like and they're like, Oh, no, this is, is out of our budget. Now is it feels sketchy now. Like you told me mm-hmm. one price, this is more. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, I did. I did uh, a pricing critique once and like the price was like 1458 or something. And they had like calculated taxes on what, 1250 would be and like I was like yeah this is just confusing to me and like I know what you're doing but yeah your clients are just like why is there a 58 I don't don't understand exactly exactly so I mean you gotta make it really easy across the board no adding subtracting all the different type of things so Mm -hmm. just round up round down however you're gonna do it (laughs) just make sure there's only zeros uh, in your pricing so let me see the last one that I feel like is a, a it's small, but I think it makes a big difference, especially if you're just sending mm. out your price guide before getting on the phone with them or anything like that is a lot of these like investment guides have a lot of information that is not necessary uh, for them to know to book you. So they will, um, 
give them this all like three or four pages in their investment guide on like how to prepare for your engagement session. They don't need to know that before booking you. Uh, they yeah, also right don't now. need to know. Yeah, they, no, give them that after they book. They don't. And so I, people, I think people put that in there so that they can show that they know what they're talking about for people. It, at that point, if they're looking at your prize guide, they already feel like you know what you're talking about enough to get to this stage. Yeah. You don't need to tell them how to prepare for their engagement session. Uh, and you don't need to show them, oh, you know, you'll get an album, but like, here are all the upgrades and here are all the prints that you can order and the prices for them. They're not going to book you or not book you based on album upgrade prices and whether or not you have told them exactly what to wear and what not to wear to their engagement session that they have not booked with you yet. Mm-hmm. So those things make it harder. Like as they're going through the investment guide, they make it a, a longer process to get to the point because the point is they might want to know a little bit more about you. So put that in your investment guide and then get to the point. The point is how much do the things pr- cost and what do you offer? Yeah. That's all you need in an investment guide. Yeah, because nine, nine out of ten people are just going to scroll right past all all the helpful tips and all the things. And like, this is your emergency kit that you need for the day with like the Band-Aids and the Tylenol and the right. it's like, I don't need this right now. Like, those are great things to send them later on. Um, and I feel like those like starting off with those guides and like packing the pricing uh, guide with all this extra stuff is just like trying to justify this is why I charge what I charge. Like, I I know y'all are probably thinking I'm not worth this, but let me show you, this Mm -hmm. is the worth. And it's like that insecurity of yourself of I'm probably not worth this or people don't think I'm worth this. So let me just throw everything at you. And hopefully you'll be like, they know what they're talking about, Um, which they probably do feel like that. But they're also like, I don't need to know everything that you know about wedding photography before I see your prices. Exactly. They they don't need to know any of that. They just need to know what you offer, how you offer it and what the price is. It's really that simple. And when you add all this other stuff, it does nothing for you, but delay your process. Or like if they're looking at three different investment guides and Mm -hmm. they haven't clicked through all this, how have we, where, how do we get to the pricing is all this other stuff. Like, Make it as simple and easy. Just like when you organize the prices with the all collections include, like, okay, it's this, 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 and this. If they have to read three times or four times the same thing in each one, it takes them so much longer to figure out the difference between them. Yeah. It's like, ugh, all right, never mind. Let yeah. me look Wait, at this did one. this one, this one is- also have an engagement session? Let me go through these 10 bullet points. Right, and- right. Yeah. It's just, no. It- makes it harder and like everyone says everywhere a confused buyer doesn't buy anything so you have to make things as as simple as possible and streamline as possible yeah yeah ah michelle Michelle, i love this those (laughs) those were like some great some great tips um and like i'm thinking through my pricing i'm like i should probably like i don't think i need this in there right now and Mm -hmm. i probably need to restructure i think it was uh I, i think it was from uh, going through your mini masterclass that I changed because I had like the, you know, twenty nine fifty and mm, the, the forty forty four fifty for this for this price. And like you had said, like zeros, like zero yeah. is luxury. Like, like what is that 50 bucks for, man? What, what are you doing with that? 
What right. do we need it for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If what? if you want to, like, send them back, like, a, a Visa gift card or something. Like, hey, right. go on a date. Like, go on a date on me or something like that. Something. Like, if you want to, if you don't want that 50 bucks. But, right. uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was great. And, like, yeah, everyone, like, I hope y'all had your, your notebooks out, like, taking notes on this. <laughs> and if not, like, just uh, hit the hit the back button, re-listen, re-watch this, because uh, I, I think that was so many good points of like it, like kind of like the overall just from from what I was hearing is like confusing people. Mm-hmm. They're you're, you're not gonna book them. Like if if oh. if someone's confused when they walk into your room, they're just gonna leave because they're like I don't know where to go. Like this is a yeah. maze of all this stuff i don't mm-hmm. i don't know um just like just like a website you want to like lead them through everything and not just like here's all the stuff um, exactly. which is what my and first I'm, website looked like <laughs> i'm i'm sure and i mean and when we, start, we feel like we need to do everything for them like i yeah. will make your timeline and do, that's not your job like your job is to do shoot their wedding Mm-hmm. based on the timeline that they had like and you know give your edits to, to make it easiest for you to, to get through it photography wise but yeah just focus on what you are supposed to be doing for your clients yeah. and do that yeah. well oh yeah yeah you don't you don't need to advertise that you also know how to do hair and makeup and can help <laughs> them out on the day it's like no no we yeah, don't need no, this no. <laughs> they focus and the best part about all of this stuff is all these things you could do right now like you could go add your um yeah. you know your sliding collection price on your website you can just adjust a couple numbers uh and you know the structure of what you're already offering in your pricing and then you can just start picking up the phone and calling them I think that's going to be the hardest thing for a lot of people. Cause like me, I'm not a phone talker. I don't, I don't like it. It's weird. I'm always pacing back and forth while I'm on the phone. And, and I also like, I have three kids. So most of the time, whenever I pick up the phone, I'm either holding a baby or I'm walking around you can like hear the kids in the background. Never once has that like deterred anyone usually no. like it endears no. them to me and they're like oh yeah no that's great you're a family guy and exactly. like we love we love that you like you're there with your kids at two o'clock on a tuesday whenever mm-hmm. you're calling us and it's like it's prioritizing your business even even through it yeah it's showing like hey you're important to me even mm-hmm. though i've got some chaos going around right now like yeah. i'm making time to show that you're important um yep. so yeah everyone listener pick up the phone like don't don't just text people like i know i know it's kind of like some old elder millennial type stuff getting on your phone and and actually talking but like it it's gonna set you apart um which is what you want to do so awesome well michelle this has been amazing um before we get into like the end where you can uh tell people where to follow you and and all that kind of stuff and uh and also join your facebook group i definitely want to plug that because i get a lot of great uh community inspiration everything out of your your hustlers group um but there's a part of the show that i like to do uh where we talk about what we're loving this week it could be Mm -hmm. like a new you know movie tv show book uh food something like that um what are you loving this week this week i'm actually loving podcasts um i i don't i don't feel like that's like a regular thing for me all the time Mm -hmm. uh but 
like really within the last week lately, I've been like, oh, okay, I can fit this podcast in real quick. Like while I'm doing other things, like anytime I'm just like, you know, washing a dish or putting something up or whatever it is, like, I'm like, okay, I can go ahead and listen to this. And just hearing a lot of different people's perspectives on the same thing sometimes can be really, really, really interesting. Um, I love business podcasts. I'm not like, I haven't gotten into any like true crime stuff like a lot of my friends are into. Uh Yeah. (laughs) I I love listening to people talk about their business experiences and, you know, how they've grown this or done this. And and some of them are contradictory and it's really interesting to listen to you. Um, Hmm. They're like, oh, you know, how I've made a million dollars off of a $27 product. And and these other people were like, oh, you know, how I sell high ticket offers only. (laughs) It's just like, all of these different things, but they all work. It's just a matter of figuring out what works for you. Yeah. So I found it really interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you, uh, what are, what are some of the podcasts that you like to listen to or that you've been listening to recently? So within the last week, I've been listening to the rich man podcast, um, by Melanie Aubert and all of her are pretty short and to the point too. Um, but her hers has a little like extra like spiritual uh, component to it as well, gotcha. um, and the one that I I was really into, but like I realized I may have to get back to the back to her a little bit later. I feel like you got to kind of be almost a millionaire, maybe even a billionaire to really listen to it. Mm. <laughs> Is uh, the Kelly Roach show? Um, hers are always twenty minutes or less, but I've realized more often she's been talking to like how to get to eight figures from seven. And I'm like, Oh, uh, we're not in yeah. the same tax bracket. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I listened to hers yep. before and I'm like, I'm not quite there yet. Like this is right. good information. I can probably yeah, get yeah. something from it, but I'm not getting a lot because I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't, I'm not doing seven figure launches right now. Um, yeah, so no. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not there, but, yeah. um, that, those are my, my, Favorites, and then I also love the Business and Life podcast um, with uh, Angela Henderson. Her, she's in Australia, okay. and I just think it's really interesting to listen to her. Like, I mean, there's no difference between what she does here and what she, you know, says you should do in the United States, as in Australia or anywhere around the world. So I think that listening to her helps me like expand. Like, there are other places in the world that. They have the same exact issues they're trying right. to solve. It's not just us in America. Yeah. Yeah. I recently came across the L Synergy podcast and it's a couple ladies. Um, one of them lives in London and the other in Belgium. And <laughs> like there it's a business podcast uh, and they talk a lot about marketing and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, like we're all like doing very similar things, but it's mm-hmm. like slightly different. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really cool to hear that instead of like listening to the same, you know, American California podcasts mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, we all do these things. And it's like it's so so much easier to hit six figures in California because like mm-hmm. that's that's not that much. Like I've looked right. at what what a half a million dollar house is in the L.A. Mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. and it is a shack that is run down. <laughs> um, and like here I'm like, yeah, we can get like a four bedroom nice with like maybe a pool in the backyard for half a million. Exactly. That would be great. Uh, but yeah, it's all it's really cool. Like I, I like that. I'm going to have to check out those podcasts uh, that you mentioned as well. 
though. Cool. Well, awesome. Um, I I'm loving uh, it's TV show. It's uh, it's the final season of Ozark. Um, oh, yeah. And and they they oh, came out with like half of season four last year or earlier this year or something. And the second half of season four just came out. Um, mm. I thought they did a really good job of tying up everything. Um, it was, yeah, it was a ride, yeah. uh, these last few episodes. Oh um, man. Yeah. 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 I need to uh, get into, I've, I've watched the first like three, but I didn't, I haven't watched the, the most recent one. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I'm obsessed with like how they turn everything so cold. Uh, yeah. Randall, like when you're watching, you're like, Oh man, everyone's blue. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there was a lot in the season four. There's a lot going on in Mexico and then mm-hmm. in Arkansas, I think is where they are. Wherever, uh, wherever the Ozarks are. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but like it would go back and forth from like that blue scale in the Ozarks to like this warm, uh, mm-hmm. like kind of golden look in Mexico. And Mexico, I was like, yeah, yeah, like the, the color grading in this is just, it's very interesting. And then they also have like at the end of the thing, another episode of like behind the scenes and them like mm. saying their goodbyes to everyone cool. and watching them like the way that, like how bright it is on set. But then it's the like, finished oh, product yeah. is just like so dark. I'm like, yeah, it looks like you're shooting in a like a black room right now. But like they've got all these like key lights and stuff just like oh, wow. lit up. But uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting watching all that. Uh, so, yeah, I I recommend that if you all if you have watched season up to season three, season four is great. Uh, carries on kind of the same feel uh, and everything. Um, but yeah. It. OK, sweet. And that's on. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix um, yeah. So, Michelle, where can people find you? Where can they follow along, join your community, all those things? All the things. So, um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram um, at mharris underscore studios. Uh, and then I have a free community that is the M. Harris Hustlers. And then now I'm also spending a lot of time in uh, what I call my hustle vault, where I literally put everything I've created over the last couple of years in there, like all the different like the phone script, um, posing courses, business courses, anything like that is all in there. Um, and then I am in there once a month, just mentoring people on zoom. It's a whole bunch of great things. So all three of those places where you can find me and, uh, any other additional further education. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. I will have links to all that so everyone can go find you. Um, I'm also excited. I'm doing your, uh, master the city. Um, I'm going to be at the Chicago one. Yeah. Very, very very excited about that. I'm excited Um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my master of the city, um, workshops are, um, all over the United States and I've one in Canada, uh, where there's just like a couple hours shoot. And, um, I walk you through anything that you want to learn. If you, you know, you want to master veil shots or, you know, you're concerned about lighting in certain areas. And, um, actually earlier we were talking about weather, and as a good example, because like it's supposed to rain in New Orleans this week and we have one there and people are messaging mm. me like, hey, you know, have you seen the weather? And I'm like, yeah, 
okay yep i've seen the weather we're still gonna mm-hmm. shoot like it's not gonna cancel it like would you they're not gonna cancel their wedding if you they're gonna right. figure it out right we're gonna we're yeah. gonna figure it out and then i'll show you how to figure it out yeah so and what a better um, place to figure it out than whenever like this is not someone who's paying you like you're paying to go to this and like figure mm-hmm. it out here to where on the wedding day if it's raining you're like i did this with michelle I remember how to do this. Let's let's make something amazing. And you're not like, just like, I don't know. Let's try it. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Exactly. Sweet. So, well, yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'll have a link to that as well. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 122. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Michelle is at mharris underscore studios. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, see you in the Facebook group. Bye.